Exodus chapter 3. I told you this month is a month of what? Church service. And a lot of teachers will be going in that direction to build us up to know how to behave in the house of God. Exodus chapter 3. I like the sound. Clap for the sound, guys. Amen. Exodus chapter 3, verse 9 to 12. I'm preaching today on the dynamics of Christian service. The dynamics of Christian service. Exodus chapter 3, verse 9 to 12. It talks about the calling of Moses. When God met Moses and gave him his mandate for his life. Now, in the verse 9. Now, therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel has come to me. So you have to be crying. Tell somebody you have to be crying. You have to cry unto God. Your cry gets to God. You have to cry unto the volumes of your cry. Create something in the presence of the Lord. So the people have been crying to God and their cry came to him. And I have also seen the oppression with which the Egyptians oppressed them. So God can see the oppression, but until your cry rises up to him, he cannot intervene. Can I hear a bit amen? Verse 10. Come now, therefore, and I will, I will send you to Pharaoh, that you may bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. Verse 11. But Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh? and that I should bring the children of Israel out of Egypt. So he said, I will certainly be with you, God speaking, and this shall be a sign to you that I have sent you when you, when you have brought the people out of Egypt. What's that verse? What's that last verse? You shall serve God on this mountain. When you have brought them out of Egypt, you and the people, that you there is true. So Moses, you and the Israelites, you will serve me on this mountain. So the purpose of God delivering us from the world into his kingdom is for us to serve him. God delivers a man from Egypt. And brings him on his mountain, which is the house of the Lord, for him to serve Elohim. The commandment tells us that we should serve God, and only him shall we serve. Only God. Only God. So the purpose of our being born again is for us to render our members, the members of our bodies, for the service of God. Can I hear a big amen? We were not born again to be rich. We were not made born again to get houses and cars. Those things are byways and side addresses. But the main purpose for us being born again, being born of the Spirit, by the grace of the Lord Jesus, is for us to serve God 
soul, and all of our spirit. So Moses was assigned to enter into Israel and bring the people out of slavery. But before God could get his attention, Moses had to give God his attention. Before you can identify your purpose on earth, you must give God your attention before he will give you his attention. The Bible says in the early verses of chapter 3, that Moses was keeping the flock of his father-in-law or his uncle, and then the, he was passing by a normal route he used to go. Thank you, Lord, for your presence. He used to go. Then he saw a bush that was burning. The bush was burning, but the leaves were not being consumed. Then the Bible said, and when Moses turned to look at the burning bush, then the Lord spoke out of the fire. Until we give God our attention, he will not make us his attention. And we will wonder and wonder, imagine Moses ignored the burning bush. We will not know him to be the Moses we know. You can walk through life on a daily basis and you will die and go, and all that they will know of you is like that Methuselah. He lived 969 years. Finish. Sometimes we come to church and the Lord places a bad thing on our hearts and we ignore it perpetually. Maybe it's sometimes it's for a period. Normally when God is speaking to you to take a serious decision, sometimes he lets it to stay for a period. So maybe for one month, for two months, anytime you step in church, you hear the same thing. You hear the same thing. If you are in the house, it, it comes up. If you are talking with your wife or your husband, it comes up. It is like God is telling you to do something. And you think you have all the time. If you allow him to stop speaking, if you are not careful and God changes the topic, you may walk through life without significance. The purpose of our salvation is not to wear suits and to put on perfumes or to drive cars. The purpose of the salvation of a man is to serve God with all his might, his heart, and his soul. When our focus is not this, we will miss the purpose of our salvation. And many Christians are walking in church and they don't know what they are doing. They think serving God is just to come to church and go. It's to, it's, it's, it's to believe God for a new dress. And when you get a new dress, then you are serving God. You have missed your way in the kingdom of God. The purpose of your salvation is for you to serve the only true God that is seated on his throne in heaven. Give the Lord a mighty clap of prayer. So Jesus, when he was about to exit the earth, had to bring that concept 
will collapse. So he connected to Exodus chapter 3 in John chapter 13, verse 1 to 9. John 13, verse 1 to 9. Thank you, Lord, for your presence. It is not too late to serve God. It is not too early to serve God. The time to serve Him is now. The time to give Him our hearts is now. Because when the devil uses you, at the end of the day, he will destroy it. His major ministry is to steal, to kill, and to destroy. He doesn't even stop at killing. He destroys you, and that is the eternal destruction. I heard that the, the district director for national service, the one who committed suicide, he had even paid some of the money, and yet he went ahead to kill himself. The devil has killed him, and the devil is going to destroy him. Never choose suicide as the panacea for your troubles. When I say panacea, some of you don't understand. The universal solution for your trouble. Never contemplate suicide. No matter the situation, God is able to do far more than we can ever ask or think. Chapter 13, verse 1 to 9. Now, before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour had come, that he should depart from this world to the Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. Verse 2. And supper being ended. The devil, having already put it into the heart of Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon, to betray him. Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands, and that he had come from God and was going to God, rose from supper and laid aside his garment, took a towel, and gathered himself. Verse 5. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel with which he was gathered. Verse 6. Then he came to Simon Peter, and Peter said to him, Lord, are you washing my feet? Verse 7. Jesus answered and said to him, What? I am doing, you do not understand now. You would not understand it now. You cannot understand it now. But you will know after this. Verse 8. Peter said to him, You shall never wash my feet. Hmm. And Jesus answered him with an answer that will shake his bones. If I do not wash your feet, you have 
Yes, Lord. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, if that is the case, not only my feet, but also my hands and my head. Lift up your right hand. And say, Lord, not only my feet, but my hands and my legs. Give the Lord a mighty clap of faith. Now, Jesus was about to depart and go to the Father. And he had to set the record straight in order to change the way things were done. Because in those days, where the empires, the imperial Nero, King Agrippa, the first, the second, Julius Caesar, Aurelius Caesar, they ruled with power and commands and orders. And look, because the way you get a letter from them, from Nero, or even King Agrippa, or Herod, that is it. Nothing can appease them. And they rule with that pride, like dictators. So Jesus, knowing how human beings were, or human beings were, knew that, just imagine the disciples who ate with God, who ate with Jesus. They even back with him. They prayed with him. They were on the mountain when Elijah and Moses appeared. If Jesus doesn't sit them down to teach them the dynamics of Christian service, these people will bring the world into the church. I don't know whether you are getting it. Because it was out of the people that he called his own. So, all of us were in the world. Then Jesus has called us. You are from maybe the Asamoah family, and God has called you. Maybe you are from the Tamaklo family, and God has called you. So, you are coming with a certain value system, a certain way of doing things, a certain way of thinking, but you are coming to the King of Kings, and he has to show you the way he wants things done. In the same way, people come to church, they are from other churches, they may not be going to church, they may be Muslims, they may be occultists, they may be atheists. So when they come to church, when you go to a church, there is a certain culture in the church that has been developed, that has kept the church running for all this while. So Jesus had to teach them. He told them that whoever has seen me has seen the Father because I do the things which I see the Father do. So he has to show us what is done in heaven so that we can have heaven on earth. I thought you'd be clapping by now. We are serving God and most of times we don't know why we are serving God. And we are fighting for recognitions and titles. Unnecessary glory. People want to be demigods in God's house. 
friend called me. He came to this place. He said, Have you been like this? Go through the form. And then tell him the old name. I said, I don't care beef about that. Because when he compares what he's doing and what the grace of God is doing here, he said that has been licensed. When he, 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 they have to tell you, I, said, I don't care beef about that. We are working for God. It is the work that matters. It is your work that matters. It is not a title. It is not a name. It is what you are doing for God. So what, what recognition do you want? A deacon? For what? A deacon? An elder? For information, there's no deacon, there's no elder here. But we are working. There is no deacon there, maybe in future. As we are led. We will put people there. That it is not because they want to be there. It's because in every church there should be some kind of structure. But the fact that we don't have elders doesn't mean that there is no structure. I tell you, there's a lot of structure in this church. And today, some of you understand why we do certain things the way we do them. I went to another church. I went to preach, and the way they did their things were different. They will do praise and worship and no intercession. They will do praise and worship and then they will do uh, five minutes intercession. Then they will do praise and worship again. Then the choir will come and sing twice. Twice. So they will sing first song, second song. Then the pastor will come and take it. And then you welcome church members, uh, newcomers. Welcome newcomers. Give announcement. Then you invite the preacher. Then after the, the preacher finishes preaching, there is no song ministration. Offering is taken with instrumentals and they close. That is their culture. Some people will go there and they will be comfortable. They close late. They will be comfortable. Some of us will go there and will not be comfortable. It doesn't mean God is not there. That is the culture. Are you listening to me? That is the culture. That's why God creates a lot of variety. So if you don't want to be in Roman, up, down, up, down, up, down, he gives you some people fire, fire. Then he gives you some people, you come and take communion, they'll give you two puppets here, one here. He gives you another people with great interpretation from English to P to Ghana. Choose the one you want. Make sure you are in church. Because there cannot be a Christian. And there is none like that. As for me, I'm serving God in my heart. You are lying. You are untrue to yourself. Because even you, you are physically belonging to a family. You are lost. So Jesus had to teach them. The first thing I want you to note from this is first point. If you want to serve in church, you must rise 
history about her. And I knew that she was a ministry material. I knew what she was. I interviewed her. But the fact that she is good doesn't mean that when she comes, no hope. She stayed almost a year before she became an ABC facilitator. By that time, she would have caught the spirit of the pastor in the church. The disciples were with Jesus for three and a half years. And even after that, Jesus had to teach them the seventh type of leadership. That is why we will give you a leader who will not be a boss over you. That is why in your, in your department, your leader is not a boss over you. Because they have been with me for long and they know the type of leadership I want done in every department. So you can suggest something and see that your leader will be very firm on one thing. Because he's talking, he's speaking the mind of pastor that you don't know. Sometimes you go for meetings and see the DSMs and the ASMs and the pastors are saying, oh, can we do this? Can we do this? Can we do this? And the DSMs will be speaking the same language. Why? They are speaking like Dr. Mensa Otaba. They have been with him for long. You see, can, can, can we change this thing? Can we do the thing like this and change like this? Can we do this? Can we do this? Then you see that Masakuji will talk the same way. Reverend Buti will talk the same way. Pastor Morris will talk the same way. Dixon to fall talk. They are like, where did they get this? It's because they have been sitting with the old man and they know the mind of the old man. After this, I want you to know this. The first thing I want you to note under rising amongst the people is that. Send strangers to work for him. God doesn't send strangers to work for him. In Luke chapter 10, verse 1, the Bible said, And Jesus appointed 72 of them, of them, or amongst them. 72 amongst the disciples. Jesus appointed them. Jesus didn't send them as strangers. He paired them up. So God cannot use a chorister who is not born again. A chorister must be a believer. An usher must be a believer. A protocol must be a believer. Because if that person is not a believer, he will begin, or she will begin, to spread the spirit of lust. And when people are coming to church for salvation, they are distributing the spirit of sin. That is why when you misbehave in your department, you can be withdrawn to sit in the church until you recuperate and you come back. I don't know whether I'm preaching well. The drama, the agonies, everybody must be born again. Look, I was once in the church. Not this one, another one. I was reading prayer one day. And when I was reading, I saw the organist with the 
graphic newspaper in his bag. Physically. Not long. Two people were impregnated in a bar by this same guy and he ran away. This is what happens when somebody does not go through the culture of the church and because the person is talented and skillful, the pastor is in a hurry to use him so that he will not lose him. I don't believe in that. It is better to have a 12 disciples who believe that to have the whole people of Nazareth of unbelievers. Because that kind of atmosphere, God cannot move. The Bible said, and Jesus went to his own town and he could not do any miracle because the people were unbelieving. So it's better to have a choir of three people or two people who are dedicated who believe in the vision of the pastor and the church who have come to church to serve God than to have a mass power of people who want to do things their own way. So Jesus rose amongst the people to say. When the people are not believers, they will kill the power of the church. The power of God cannot work. Even Jesus was crippled in power because of unbelievers. The second thing I want you to note under this is that if we must serve God in church, in the kingdom, we must come out from amongst the crowd. Talking about separation, say separation. Oh, say separation and sanctification. Oh, let me hear that one better. Sanctification. Separation is necessary if we must serve in the kingdom of God. Many are called, but few are selected, are chosen. Many people are called. But not everybody will be chosen. So if we must serve in church, we must separate ourselves by our actions, by our desire, and by our commitment. You must be separated in order for God to select you. You can't stay among the crowd and expect God to use you. Because the multitude mentality do not go or doesn't go to the mountain of Calvary. The multitude are a people of comfort. They will never carry their cross. If a pastor builds his church with the multitude mentality, he said to collapse. Because these will be people who wouldn't love to come for prayer meeting. They wouldn't like to stay for rehearsal. They wouldn't like to be trained. They wouldn't like to sacrifice their time. They wouldn't like to let go of any kind of this. And the church of God will lack. Now, I was praying this time when I woke up. But I couldn't get up from the bed. I was too tired. I was praying small, small. 
I pray like the way you have been praying. Then I slept again. Then I woke up late. Da 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 They are busily decorating their life and are forsaking my my vineyard. Wow. God have mercy on all of us. You must be known and separated. When a vessel is separated, anything that is wrong with the vessel will be known. Hello? Why do they do beauty projects? And they come one by one. If you are coming and your steps are some way, they will see. If they are coming and your legs are some way, they will see. If they are coming and your demeanor is some way, they will see. When the vessel is separated, you will see whatever is wrong with it and it can be corrected. But when you stay in the crowd, you will not see them. Some of you, the things you are doing, you know I don't know anything about it. But there are some people to around you. At least I know a little about them. That is why it is heartbreaking when you tell people around you something and you hear other people say it, that means you end in bringing them to your circle. So many people are betrayed because you brought people in your inner circle who didn't know your concern. Hello? I know some of you you have told me, maybe you and your friends have been discussing about me. And sometimes you say the positives and the negatives. As a friend, is too straight. What kind of pastor is this? Everything, they never, never, every day, never, 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 never. They never, never pastor. But you are just talking because you know it. Then he also went to someone. The last time, Kami and Philip were talking. The pastor is so never, 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 never. Then the other thing to me, go. And have you heard of the new title of pastor? The never, never pastor. Then it will go The pastor will hear it. Then he will trace it. He says, Philip, who said it? Then it will be like, Meanwhile, you didn't mean it for bad, but now it has become bad because you have been, they will be classified as a gossip. Why? Because the person in your circle was not supposed to be there. That's why sometimes when I'm driving, I don't pick everybody. Because the people I sit in the car with, because I work, 
Monday to Friday. The little time I get, I do discussion. Our boardroom meetings are in the car, on the road. So if I don't pick you in my car, it is not that I hate you because there, that car is my boardroom. So if you are privileged to come in or to come home or to work with pastor for evangelism or to come for a meeting and he starts telling you certain things, there are certain things your father will tell you. He doesn't expect your mother to even know. Hello? There are certain things your mother will even tell you. He doesn't expect your father to even know. But you let your father know. Then your mother and your father start fighting. There are things that Peter, James, and John saw that Jesus told them, don't let anybody hear what you saw. Even Jesus. And I pray that God will find some of us very faithful and very, very honest people so that he can allow you to set his status of power and glory. I thought you said amen. Sometimes your prayers are not answered because your mouth is too big. Because God cannot put you as the secretary to the president. Your mouth is too big. Every day when you come, you write a literature. Get your mama say, oh, papa. papa. So, your prayer is being hindered because you cannot behave yourself. The Bible said that when Joseph was remembered and the cupbearer told the king about Joseph, the Bible said immediately he shows, changed his garment, dressed well because he was going before the king. Some of you, this one is God that did it. When God opens the door, no man can close it. So, in your prison garment, your prison mentality. The, 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 the government talks about the prison personality and mentality. You just go, Charlie, what's up? With your two sister. King of come. I, I can interpret the dream. But Joseph shows, change his dress. He changed the way he was thinking. Went before the king and in humility began to interpret. It is not that God has said, it is because you know that God has said, and God has put a certain character in you, that when the gift opens the door, your character can cause you to stay there. So, it is not that your gift, your gift can open the door, but your character, hmm, it will close the door. They say, it's a demon, leave that witch alone. Because the kind of fire we have set around you, leave that with you alone. It is your own character. I thought you'd be clapping my hand. Jesus told Peter and John, whatever you are saying, shut up. Because immediately he tells people, a lot of people will rush to the early church who didn't really believe in Jesus. That is why when somebody dies, he's dead. Because I'm telling you, if somebody rises from the dead and comes to tell us certain things, 
That's why the, the best is when somebody falls into coma. Then you go and see somebody. You meet Jesus. He says, I'm giving you the second chance. Go back. If you get that kind of vision, you should even stop working. <laughs> you have to stop working. And even your working should be very calculated. You work. Because with the, it, it had to take double, double grace. <laughs> because your judgment will be stronger. Because you have seen it. How does that seen a vision of heaven before? Hell. You saw hell. Then you should have been a prophet by now. It's terrible. But sometimes it's fearful. At the thought, I was reading an article of a woman who went to hell and heaven. Even as I'm talking about good people, so but it's terrible. It's fearful. Bishops and pastors are there. You see, also, drunkards. Those of you who like immorality, sex. There's some of the women there. Uh, demons like elephants are those sleeping with them there. They like it. They are giving it to them. It's terrible. Alcoholics, the, the drink they give them is acid. They open your teeth, they pull them up, and your body will be destroyed and to be formed again. Because the torture is forever. If you will serve God, serve Him more. And those who committed suicide, they are dead. Who didn't commit suicide? What sin hasn't happened before on earth? Is it murder, abortion, death, rape? Say, Lord, give me the grace to serve you faithfully. I thought you'd be clapping by now. Second Timothy. Second Timothy, I see the fire of God in the house. Second Timothy, chapter 2, verse 20. But in a great house, they are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay, some for honor and some for dishonor. Verse 21. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from the latter, hey, well, from the latter, I should have read that one so that you know that it is between chapter verse 14 and verse 19. You can write it down. I don't talk profane language. <laughs> A lot of them. Then it will come again. I'll read that. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from the latter, 
He will be a vessel for Hannah. Sanctified and useful for the master. Prepared for every good work. If anyone will sanctify, will separate himself, will come out of, out of the flock and out of the crowd, who is desiring Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Pastor, be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Taxi, taxi, taxi. There is one. But I'm telling you, blessed are those who will be committed to the house of God. separate yourself for holy use. The only way you can separate yourself, the only way a man will be separated unto good works, the only way somebody will give up himself like Jesus, the Bible said that the zeal of my father's house has consumed me, Jesus speaking. It is when you catch a burden for the kingdom. A burden. Today I woke up, I was praying. And all of a sudden, a burden for the offerings came on me. I said, God, my God, bless me with some millions of dollars. Let's build orphanages in all regions. Bless us, God. Bless your people. And these are the weightier things of the kingdom. If the only people you bless is your wife, husband, and children, you are a little baby in the kingdom. An offer. Somebody, the mother, gives birth to and dumps her on the rubbish dump. The whole human being. Does he know the father? He doesn't know the mother. Even you, you have mother and father, husband and wife. You are not saying that. You have sugar mommy, sugar daddy, sugar daddy, sugar daddy, sugar grandmother, sugar granduncle. You are not saying that. An offer. He came to the world. He doesn't know anybody from the family. Jesus said, I was naked. He didn't clothe me. I was without shelter. He didn't shelter me. I was without food. He didn't feed me. I was without water. He didn't give me water. The offense. The offense. The beggar on the street. 
but they saw a human being on the road. I said, is that a human being? His legs were his back. The bones of his buttocks were his legs. And the traffic light. I said, God, I thank you for my life. And I gave him some money. Jesus said that the greatest amongst you must be your servant. Who are you servant? What are you servant? Are you serving money? Is that the driving force of your life? So all you need is money. Is that your problem? Is that our problem? Money, 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 money. <laughs> I watched that Nigeria movie. <laughs> the guy has suffered. Suffered, sin, pain. Rejected in the family. He met his friend. Now help him. Be careful of setting helps. It's not every help that is help. Oh, I'll help you get the job. Don't worry. By the time you follow them, you enter you are in the Broadway. You realize you are in the Broadway. They took him to a place, went through the rituals. Then he says, you lie on the coffin. And say everything that he wanted. He laid on the coffin. I want money, 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 money. The way he was saying the money, and the more he says it, the more he holds the coffin. Money, 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 money. Is that all that drives your life? What would you be remembered for? What is money? Money devalues. It depreciates. You can have money and not have peace. You can have money and die. The man had over 75,000 dollars. He paid it and yet he killed himself. And sometimes, oh God, should I move to the second one? What is the time? Let me attempt half of that. I think that one should crown the message. The second thing you note from that scripture, if you want to serve in the church, put away your reputation. Put away your reputation. Tell somebody, put away your reputation. Put it aside. Push it somewhere. Your reputation your personality. Don't take him for. He rose up from the supper and laid aside his garment. Did the Bible says underline that? He laid aside his garment. A servant has no reputation. A servant has no reputation. That is why Ayadika is making noise. He's serving us. We are paying with our money. And we are not asking him about his family or about his wife or about his children. We are asking him about our taxpayers' money. That's why people are insulting him. Because we didn't ask you to go to, to sit on that seat. A 
servant has no reputation. The authority is given to you by the people. So the power is from the people and is for the people. A servant has no reputation. If you're a pastor and you are thinking about your reputation, you will curse everybody who offends you in church. And those who keep their reputation are those who talk like, do you know who I am? Do not even say that I am. I am. Do say I am. Drop that yam. Do you know who I am? Sometimes when I hear certain things, I always say that God, forgive these ones. I give them to you. And I leave your matter for you. Reputation. Do you know where I'm coming from? Have you not been judged? Will you even get the opportunity to talk to me? Hey, have you not been judged? You have gone to hell. I did not be checked. Will you even? Ah, I have two second pieces of two. One is my PA, and then one is my PPA, private personal assistant. But please, the officer is just ordering you to sit down well in church. That is all. Jesus removed his garment. Repetition. 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 Thank God, God is raising scholars, masters, PhDs. Yes, Friday I saw our former, former deputy director of human resource, Coco Ball. I was talking to him, he happened a long time. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then now that we are off, you don't even come to our house again. So, no, no, really. So now why, what are you doing? So, oh, I am pastoring the rest chapel in, in Amasama. I said, hey! A director of Kokobo pastoring the church. So you. I pray that all of us will rise high in society. But when you come to church, Drop that yam of reputation. Drop it. Drop it. Tell somebody, drop that yam. Tell the person, drop that yam. When you go to Uganda, their vice president is a praise and worship leader in the church. He's the only praise and worship leader who will be praising and be on the floor. Hey, hey, hey. You, you, I don't want to say it. You, somebody is just dancing around you and he hits you. Drop that here. Drop it. Jesus removed his garment.
no right. When your master sends you, he has sent you finish. A servant has no inheritance in the house. So you have no right. That is difficult. That is why when Jesus was on the cross, he started shouting, Eli, Eli, God, 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 my God, my God, why has thou forsaken me? Because at that point, Jesus took up the sins of the world, and in the Trinity, there is no sin. So, God must in, in, in immediately separate himself from the Son. Because in him is no shadow of darkness. So, a servant has no reputation. Sometimes, also, somebody will step on you, somebody will insult you. Somebody will do something that will get you angry. I remember you are a servant of the Most High God. You are serving His people. And you must swallow every bitter thing and carry the cross until you get to Golgotha. Clap your hands for Jesus. If you want God to use you, you have to lay aside every reputation. Selfish people cannot serve in church. Selfish people are people who customize the way. So maybe uh, David has been sitting here. Uh, the one of my sons come. Say, David, move. Son is sitting. Pastor, I will not understand. We, we have been with you for a long time. Peter, James and John, Bartholomew, Thomas, all the James and the Johns, they were all there before Paul came. But who did God decide to reveal the New Testament church to? Paul. That's why I'm praying that all of us will go high. Because what I have realized, that I was reading the Bible, I'll prove it to you. People who have reputation in the world, I mean people who are blessed according to our standard, when they say they are serving God, they don't look for material things. But their other counterparts, they will look for it. Should I prove it to you? At the point when they were following Jesus, one day he asked, Hey, Jack, we have left everything to follow you. Remember, Peter was a fisherman. We have left everything to follow you. What do we stand to get? Paul never asked Jesus this question. He was ready to die. I pray that God will make you a managing director. We will be cleaning the toilet for people to sit on. I thought I would hear a big amen. When Jesus was going, he had a doctor, Luke. He had a chartered accountant, Matthew. But who did he put as the head of the church? The fisherman. Drop that yam of reputation. As I'm here, if they call me, that they're transferring me to, to wherever, I'll drop my yam 
Somebody, humble yourself. It's not this, it's all this pettiness in the church. And we have forgotten the weightier things. And Jesus in Philippians chapter 2, he made himself of no reputation and took upon himself the form of a servant. Too much chaos in church. Too much. Because people are full of themselves. And some even when the pastor is preaching and he mentions their case, then they are bored. They don't know that the pastor doesn't know anything. He's just preaching. As I'm speaking, there are things I'm speaking that are not in my notes. I'm picking it in the spirit. And I'm speaking. And some of them will hit you back. God wants you to change. That's it. You see some churches when the when the pastor preaches and they send a delegation. The member will go and see the elders, and then the pastor will be in his office. Oh, innocent pastor, pastor who is just preaching the spirit of the, the mind of the spirit, and they send elders. Pastor, you know. When you're preaching, you give an example about marriages. And our sister, sister, sister Agatha Emmanuel is so offended because you leave the church. And she, she, she said that you were talking to her. The pastor has to kneel down and beg for preaching the word of God. God forbid. Of men? Are we? Or you want everything sugar coated, chocolate coated, uh, sweet things? Your legs will be shining like diamonds. Amen. Your hands will be shining like white gold. Amen. Your wedding will be in the most beautiful hotel in Dubai. Pastor, this is mine. That is the one you want. Drop that yard. When they stole all my items, I was like, so if this is all that I had, thank God I had money in the bank. 
that is your account value in heaven. Store my iPads, my phones, my laptop, Texas laptop, my stuff like money, watches, my gold watches all are gone. The way I've been saying, they are all gone. So if that is what you have, all you have are material blessings. My brother, you are the worst of all men on earth. All you have is a Brazilian week that can lay a foundation of the church. That is all you have. You are very miserable. Very. What is your account value in heaven? I want God to bless you. I want God, some of you, yesterday when the intercessors were praying, a door opened, boom. And God said, by the end of May, a kind of miracle that will come into people's life. I want me, me when I pray, I pray that God will bless you because I know that when you are blessed, I'm blessed. I've been seeing dollars, plenty dollars. When I, I, now I, I, I'm not believing God for a thousand dollars for you. Now when I'm praying, it's dollars. Ten thousand dollars, fifty thousand dollars, hundred thousand dollars, two million dollars. Five hundred. I, I, I was lying there and I conceived in my spirit. Somebody in the church walking to me with five hundred thousand dollars. Now pastor, pack it and drop I was conceiving. If you can bless pastor with $500,000, I don't know how much you have come into your hands. May the Lord open that door for someone in the name of Jesus. May the Lord change your life. May your life change. And when God blesses you, be very careful because pride it's always awaiting people who are being lifted up. Pride. And God is blessing you. I'll continue on that reputation as you close your eyes and begin to pray. Close your eyes and pray. There are demons that are sent to discourage people and to drive them away from church and to keep them roaming from here to here to here. Pray that the Lord will deliver you from that. Pray that every reputation you are wearing will put it aside and give it all for the service of Christ. God help us, Lord. Mandala Bakatabas. Use us, Lord. Break us, melt us, mold us, feed us with your spirit to serve you and your people. Thank you, Lord, for speaking to me, Lord. Magababasagadaba. Give myself away. Yeah. Give myself away. So you can use me. Give myself away. 
with all passion, with all submissiveness. We pray that you forgive us for being proud, for being arrogant, and for being bitter in your heart. Forgive us, O Lord. Forgive us, O Lord. And put in us a spirit to serve. A spirit to serve you and your church. Thank you, Lord. Give us the grace to use our members, our time, our talent, our treasures for eternal purposes, Lord. Help us take care of the flock. Help us take care of the offer. Help us feed the hungry. Help us support the church. Help us support your servants in the house. Help us, Lord. Give us the grace. In Jesus' name, Amen. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a mighty clap of it. Amen. Please take your seat wherever you are. I don't know about you, but me myself have been blessed with the message. Next week's whole message, I'll be talking about putting away your self-reputation. Three reasons why you should put away your self-reputation. One of them 